the lesson here is whatever publishing route you choose, do the world and yourself a favor and write it for your reader. How does all this content add value to your reader's life? That is the key question. Write the world-changing book that will help grow your personal brand and your business as it makes the world a better place. Welcome to The Author's Corner, hosted by Robin Colucci. Every episode, we bring you some of the most successful authors, as well as other industry experts, to share some inspiration, motivation, tactical strategy, and fun. We'll also talk about the challenges and trends in the publishing industry. Don't get stuck in the idea phase. Join The Author's Corner today. Start writing the book you've dreamed about. Hello and welcome to the Author's Corner. I am your host, Robin Colucci, and today we are going to answer the question, what is a vanity press? Apparently, this question is getting asked a lot on Google these days, so I'm going to go ahead and tackle it today. Now, I love this question because it seems simple enough but it actually raises a lot of important points, vital considerations for anyone who's thinking of writing a book. So the bottom line is this. A vanity press is a nice way of describing a publisher that targets people's egos to get them to pay to get their book published. Worse yet, many to most vanity presses retain significant rights to the work that traditional publishers and reputable hybrid presses do not. Depending on which source you believe, the term vanity press was coined in 1941 or 1959. Vanity presses usually claim to be highly selective, when in fact, they'll take on anyone who's willing to pay. Also, vanity presses will attempt what I like to call an IP grab, where they require the author to transfer their copyright to the publisher, to that vanity press. Now, no legitimate publisher requires this. So you should never, ever sign away your copyright to your book and your book's content to anyone, especially if your book content is directly linked to your business or other information that you get paid to share. Because if you sign that copyright away, that publisher could come after you for violating their copyright to your unique information. Now let's contrast this to the traditional publishing market because traditional publishing is what it sounds like. The age-old traditional way where you sell the rights to publish, i.e. you're selling the license to publish your manuscript, but you still own the copyright. All right, so you're selling the rights to publish your manuscript to the publishing house. Then the publishing house, in a true traditional sense, the publishing house then fronts all of the production costs, as well as some of the launch costs. And typically, they will also help you get your book into book stores. Typically, a traditional publishing house has the highest bar for selecting books and, well, selecting authors to write their books with them. Now, the general consensus online appears to be that publishers reject 99% of those who try to get a book deal, and 95% of the time, publishers report the reason is because the work is below their standard. Now, I was unable to locate any real data to confirm these as actual percentages, but they sound about right. Suffice to say, for our purposes, traditional publishers are, in fact, highly selective 
especially when compared with pay-for-play vanity presses. This is one big reason why getting a traditional book deal still carries the most prestige. Everyone knows traditional publishers are the most selective. Further, the traditional publishers that pay the author an advance on royalties have the most skin in the game because they are paying the author a non-refundable sum up front for what they hope will be profits at the end and for years to come. Now, the truth is that over 90% of traditionally published books never earn out the advance that the author received. This is a major reason why traditional publishers pay such low royalties. They need to balance their losses on 90% of the books they published with the few that perform above and beyond expectations. Another legitimate publishing route is assisted self-publishing. Now, this is where the author controls all the rights and all the money and hires various professionals to help them put their book together. So a book packager, maybe other pros like a editor, layout person, design person, proofreader, printer, all these people come together to help them complete their self-published book. And they may even hire people to help them with the launch. Now, in this case, the author retains all the rights and keeps all the profits from book sales. Of course, they're also carrying all of the risk. And You know, there are pros and cons to taking the assisted self-publishing route, and perhaps we can cover those in a future riff. But for now, let's stay on topic. Also, we want to contrast a vanity press to the hybrid publisher. Now, a hybrid publisher is where expenses are shared, and like traditional publishing, copyrights remain with the author. Now, a true hybrid publisher is sharing the risk as well as the expenses, and sharing the reward in a fair way with the author. So a a true hybrid publisher you're going to find will charge the author a bit above break-even on the editorial and production fees, and they're going to pay a higher royalty on book sales than a traditional publisher, more to the tune of 50 to 85% of the royalties on the sales would go to the author when you're working with a true hybrid publisher. Now, the reason I'm sharing this detail with you is you really need to be careful because a lot of vanity presses present themselves as hybrid publishers. Let's review some of the signs to be on the lookout for so you can tell the difference. Now, a vanity press posing as a hybrid publisher will charge high fees, all in anywhere from $30,000 to $100,000 or more, just to edit, produce, and so-called market your book. And another thing they like to offer is helping you quote, get distribution to bookstores. And then on the back end, they'll pay you royalties on the same 10 to 15% scale that a traditional publisher pays. So put another way, this is double dipping at its worst. You take all the risk and the so-called hybrid publisher, which is really a vanity press, is going to keep 90% of the reward even though you are really taking all of the risk. So when you see that kind of a deal, realize you're dealing with a vanity press in disguise. And remember, a legitimate hybrid publisher will charge lower fees and pay royalties of 50 to 85%. Now that that's covered, I want to dig even deeper into the idea of the term vanity press. Because the mere fact of their existence has to make me wonder, why do they exist? What need do they fill? Well, I have a theory. But first, I want to tell you a quick story. Recently, a friend of mine and I were talking about my work, and she asked me, Robin, who do you do this for? The authors or the readers? 
Now, my first reaction was to say the authors because I really care about my clients. I love helping them. But I stopped myself because I realized that wasn't exactly true. I mean, of course, I love these people that I work with, but I do it for the readers because I see in the author that they have a really important message to get out that will benefit the readers. And I take very seriously my role in helping to bring that message to the readers so that they can benefit. And then I had another realization. I realized that this is why I get so pissed off when a client quits on a project before it's done or refuses to show up for the process. It's rare, but it happens. And when it does, I get mad. I get mad because their lack of attention or not finishing means that they are depriving the readers. And even though I was paid in full and the project is off my plate, I'm angry. Why? Because I do it for the readers. I do it for the readers. And I think it's best for the authors to do it for the readers too. Now, back to a vanity press. Guess who they do it for? A vanity press does what they do for themselves, obviously. But the entire key to how they make money is because they do it for the authors. The authors, mainly the author's ego. The worst thing about this is it means that they will let an author write a book from their ego. Usually, an inexperienced author comes into a conversation about writing a book with the idea that, quote, I want to tell my story. I, I hear this all the time. Well, I just want to tell my story. Well, that is a misguided aim. And I have found that when an author comes to me with that notion, I am able to dissuade them from that approach and enroll them in writing an impactful book instead. And a vanity press will let an author move forward without sufficiently interrogating the author about why they want to tell their story and what difference they hope to make with their book once it's out. A vanity press won't worry much about whether or not the author is providing value to the reader. To a vanity press, it doesn't matter much so long as the author is happy and all the checks clear. Now, anyone working in traditional publishing at all <laughs> who wants to survive has always got to be thinking of the reader, because in this case, the reader is the customer. The author is a key contributor to the creation of the product, but the reader has to buy it or eventually the publisher dies. With a vanity press, the author is the customer. They don't care if the author sells any books they don't need the author to sell any books because they've already made a huge profit on the mere fact that the author wrote the book and produced the book. And all they need to accomplish is to help the author make a book that the author feels good about. Now, unfortunately, just because an author likes their own book doesn't mean that it's providing value to anyone or that anyone else would care to read it. Now, this doesn't matter to a vanity press if the book provides value to the reader because the reader's not their customer. Put another way, the vanity press will let you write a book that is all about you. And most of us are not so interested in other people that we are willing to read an entire book that's all about them. The lesson here is whatever publishing route you choose, do the world and yourself a favor and write it for your reader. In a way, your book should be about your reader. Now, what I mean by that is that as you share information, anecdotes, data, stories from your own experience, you should do so with your reader in mind. How does all this content add value to your reader's life? That is the key question. 
And the extent to which you are able to communicate through your words in your book, that you see your reader's world, that you understand their concerns, their hopes, their dreams, their pains, and so on. The extent you're able to communicate that effectively will determine how well your book will be able to bring your expertise to them in such a way that helps them improve their own lives and life in the world around them. Once again, this is your host, Robin Colucci, thanking you for being with me here today on The Author's Corner. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Author's Corner. You're one step closer to writing the world-changing book you've dreamed about for years. To access today's show notes and other helpful resources, simply visit our website at theauthorscorner.com. A positive review would be appreciated. Until next time.